Man. All right. So there is proof that you guys can clap. So you guys need to do that during fast songs and worship, okay? It's just a way of expressing like you're excited about what's going on, right? So you just proved you can clap, so you should do it next time we have a fast song. Capiche? Sounds good? All right. Yeah, it's not weird. It's just whatever. Anyways, uh, y'all have that one friend who just like talks forever and doesn't stop? Every, okay, if you don't, you might be that friend. Um, so listen to your friends. Uh, but uh, anyways, yes, I'm that friend. Yeah. yeah. Tonight, uh, I'll try and keep it short. Uh, Grace has to play, actually I talk so much, she plays rain sounds when we sleep because I talk in my sleep and she can't sleep because I'm still talking. Uh, if she'd listen to me when we're awake, I wouldn't have to talk during the night. Oh, it's a joke. <laughs> I told her that. Anyways, uh, should I tell a joke? Are we all like just kind of eh, tense? All right, I won't tell a joke. Um, I'll tell you a little bit about myself, though, since I've never formally been introduced to you guys. I'm from Texas, grew up in Houston, uh, moved here six years ago to help start this Chi Alpha, and it's been great. Um, I miss Houston and, like, tacos and real tacos and stuff. Um, but um, I went to school for communications, was going to be a soccer coach and a speech teacher, Obviously, I excelled at speech because I just keep talking. Uh, but uh, yeah, and then like Andrew said, I got married recently, two months ago tomorrow. So yay for two months. Oh, and then also tomorrow is actually my, Grace will be my first Valentine besides my mom ever. All right, that's wins. These are, these are big wins. Uh, so just a little bit about me. But um. Is any, was anyone else like that? Your only Valentine has been your mom? It's okay. Frankie, I see you, man. I was, uh, this, this changed literally two months ago uh, for me. But anyways, so enough about me. We're going to get back into our letter series. Y'all ready? Yes. Sweet. Okay. So let's, uh, let's recap. They're called letters because um, they were, they're books in the Bible that were originally letters written to churches back in the day when Jesus walked the earth. And um, so the reason they were written is because there were churches that were having issues, and Paul, the Apostle Paul, church leader, missionary, amazing man of God, wrote these letters to these churches to help them through the issues they were having. And so we believe, because they are now in the Bible, that what they meant once for the church back then, they mean for us today, right? And so we take what they say and we say, what does this mean for us today? And so our hope from them is that we can gain a greater understanding of um, what that means for us and what we should do with that. Sounds good? Sweet. So last week, Heather did a great job um, with talking about um, how Paul said he was willing to give up everything in order to follow Jesus and know him better. And uh, this week, we're going to be talking about what are we willing to give up to lay down, even if it's like our own idea of ourselves, how great we are, and our time in order to get closer to each other. Okay? So last week was our relationship with Jesus. This week is relationship with each other. Each other. <laughs> That's a new word. Each other uh, as a community, uh, the body of Christ, uh, the church of Jesus. And so... Um, yeah, we're going to be talking about humility and selflessness, right? Those are some fun things to talk about, right? Yeah, well, yeah, there, there's a, it's, I've been really challenged the last couple of weeks uh, preparing for the sermon. It's not always fun to learn about, but there is some really cool things that can happen if we take this stuff seriously and apply it to our lives. And so I'm excited for that. Um, but on the flip side, uh, if we don't take this stuff seriously, um, what's at stake is um, basically, as a community, as uh, Jesus' people, uh, we lose. Right, that's not fun, right? That's, that's, we lose and Satan wins um, because um, basically, you know, Jesus came to start a people who would love him and who would show him to the rest of the world. And so if we can't get loving each other right, then there's no way that we're ever going to be successful at reaching people outside the church. Make sense? 
Um, and so uh, it may not be tomorrow that we lose if we don't get this right, or the next week, or within the year, or your time at WVU Chi Alpha, or just in college here. Um, but someday, whatever community you're part of, um, if we don't get this right, if we don't learn how to humble ourselves and be selfless with our time and our thoughts and our words and everything about us, um, then we won't win. Um, and that would really suck. And you're not supposed to say suck on stage, so forgive me for anyone who's offended by that. Um, didn't mean to say it, but anyways, I said it, so there it is. Um, but yeah, it would really be terrible. And uh, so it's kind of important that we get this stuff tonight uh, because uh, a lot rests on it and we need to love each other. Because when we love each other, everyone's taken care of, and so it's going to be great. So y'all ready? Sweet. So I'm afraid, I'm afraid real quick. I can't say anything tonight. Um, I'm going to pray, so y'all pray with me, and then we'll get into this verse. Lord, thank you for tonight. Help me speak actual words and not made up ones, and uh, just gain a greater understanding tonight of uh, what you want for our lives as individuals and a community and uh, so we can look more like you and be the people you've asked us to be. We love you. And I'm pray. Amen. Sweet. So um, our verse for tonight comes out of Philippians, again, uh, like last week. And it's chapter 2, verse, verses 3 and 4. It's going to be on the screen. So here we go. Do nothing out of selfish ambition or vain conceit, but in humility consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. There's our verse. A little bit of context about what's going on when Paul wrote this letter. Uh, just who, what, when, where, why. It's going to be up there, so you can follow along. The who, who who's this letter written to? The church, the Christians, and the city of Philippi. Philippi, there's a map up here. Uh, was a Eastern European city right there. Um, you can see Italy on the left, that boot, and uh, there's Rome, and there's where Philippi used to be. And so there's Jerusalem on the bottom right. And so Paul eventually, at some point, had made his way all the way north, uh, west across what used to be like uh, Asia, which is still Asia, but it was just that part, and um, across some of the water, and then to Philippi. So he planted the church there, and that's the people who he's writing to. So where that is today, the next map shows um, the same area. It's just, yeah, northwest of Turkey. Katie Sanrio lived there for a few years, so she was really close to, you know, where this church was that Paul was talking about. And uh, just, it's actually located in current day Greece, and there's a lot of those Eastern European countries that are that are there today. And so it's pretty cool. Like the place that he wrote to, this where this church is, is like we can actually like point to a map and say there's where it was. And you can probably go there and find like ruins of the churches and stuff. So pretty sweet. Oh, yeah, Jack's nodding his head. He's like part Greek or something. No, he's not. It's <laughs> there's a the joke. Um, but uh, anyway, so that's where we're talking about. That's where the church was. And... Uh, what is it? It is a letter from Paul. The next one is a picture of who the letter was written by. <laughs> Paul. That's my dad. His name is Paul. He didn't write the letter, but he's ducked out <laughs> in Astro's gear. Um, rest in peace, everyone. Astro's aren't great anymore because they cheated. Um, but anyways, um, actually, we're going to take a time uh, to pray for my dad. My uncle actually passed away, his brother, about three hours ago. So would you all pray with me just for him and his family um, and my family? Lord, thank you for my dad. Thank you that you take care of us. Lord, would you be with him and um, all of his siblings and uh, my grandma? And uh, yeah, just be near to them. And uh, we love you. And we're grateful that you um, are near to us. In your name we pray. Amen. Thank y'all. Um, and uh, yeah, so he didn't write the letter, but I just figured I'd put him up there because his name's Paul. Um, so, uh, so Paul, the apostle, the guy who wrote this letter, had been walking with Jesus for, what, about 25 years. Heather said that. I just copied off of her. Saved me some time. Um, he had written about eight letters by this time to different churches. I think uh, like um, Colossians, Ephesians, Galatians, 
and five others. Um, and um, like Heather told us last week, uh, he didn't consider anything worth more than getting to know Jesus better. And so there's a lot, like this guy has like, there's a lot of weight in what he has to say. He started a lot of churches. He's helped them survive and thrive. And, uh, and, and he's been walking with Jesus for quite some time. So the letter was written around A.D. 60, which is a little less than 2,000 years ago from today. Um, and if you guys think about how long uh, letters that you've received have lasted, uh, it's probably about uh, 2,000 uh, minutes, mi- 2,000 years and minus five minutes uh, longer than uh, your letters have lasted. Um, so that's a pretty long time for a letter to survive. That's all I'm saying. Um, and so it's a, it's a pretty big deal that we still have it. Um, and so that's, that's pretty cool. Um, and then it was probably written from a prison in Rome where Paul spent a lot of his time in prison because he wouldn't shut up about Jesus because he loved him and he wanted people to hear about him. And that was a crime because other people didn't like Jesus, so they put Paul in prison. And um, the reason it was written uh, is because during the time, and you can find this in chapter 1 of Philippians, people were being persecuted in Philippi for their faith, and so Paul was writing it to remind them of who they were, why they, set, why they believed what they believed, and to encourage them to continue to press on, even though they were um, being persecuted. So, a little bit of context, uh, it took a little bit of time, but this stuff is important to know because it helps us gain an understanding of what this meant and help us know what it'll mean for us today. So, um, starting to look at, like, okay, what, what did it mean back then when Paul wrote it? Well, um, I'm going to read the two verses before that, verses 1 and 2, Philippians 2, 1 and 2. And this is what it says. Therefore, if you have any encouragement from being united with Christ, if any comfort from his love, if any common sharing in the Spirit, if any tenderness and compassion, then make my joy complete by being like-minded, having the same love, being one in spirit and of one mind. So, uh, anytime you see a therefore, you ask, what's the therefore? Um, and it usually points, it always points to what's before it. And so, like I said, he was saying, hey, you're being persecuted, stay strong. Um, and so he's saying, like, this is, um, this is how we do it. Um, and so what he's basically saying in verses 1 and 2 is, if y'all are Christians, then y'all need to act like it. He's getting pretty real, okay? If y'all are Christians, if you have any encouragement from Christ, comfort from his love, sharing in the spirit, tenderness and compassion through Jesus, then do all these things. If y'all are Christians, y'all need to act like it. Um, he's saying, if you're a Christian, then you need to be unified, and you need to be united. And w- because he's saying it here, um, he's basically saying that this is the standard for Christian community. This is what your community, your friendships with each other should look like. Not because it's like the some high ideal that Paul hadn't seen before or never been a part of. He was saying, you guys have strayed from this, and you need to come back to it. Um, and it was in the midst of persecution, and he was saying um, one of the best ways to um, not resist persecution but stay strong through it is being strong within. Um, and so he's, he's saying, like, this is, he's calling them to the standard of, of community that they're supposed to have in Jesus, uh, which is pretty cool um, because, uh, yeah, I mean, I, I think telling people that they need to love you better uh, or love them better is uh, a lot of people don't do that. It's looked down upon, and uh, we could probably use some more of it. And so um, tonight, that's kind of what it's about, is saying, hey, how can we love each other better, and what does that look like? So that's pretty cool. Paul did it, so um, we're going to see what he has to say about it. And um, just to give you an idea of, um, like, what this made me think of, um, there's, there's a word for fellowship that Paul uses, and it's, uh, in Greek, the word is koinonia, and it's up on the screen, um, and that's translated as fellowship in our Bible. Uh, fellowship is used for a lot of different um, uses for, like, like in English, and so um, it's kind of tough to get the exact meaning um, in in the Greek, and so basically, uh, it's a very profound relationship, and it's um, basically what it says is, what happens to me happens to you, and what happens to you happens to me. 
So, like I mentioned, I wanted to coach soccer. I love playing soccer. It's my favorite sport. Um, and on a soccer team, if one player scores, who else scores? The team. Exactly. If one player scores, the whole team scores. If the goalie gets scored on, who else gets scored on? Team. Exactly. The team gets scored on. So if you have a player who scores five goals, but the other team scores six, that player scored five goals, but who lost? The team. The team still lost, right? So it's, it's, uh, it's this idea that what happens to you happens to me, and what happens to me happens to you. That's koinonia. Um, and so Paul was saying, um, this is fellowship. This is um, being united and being unified. And this is what you guys need to be. And so because God's word is eternal, that's the same, that's, that's also true for us, right? We need to fight to have this mentality. Um, and so uh, just um, tonight we're going to be main, mainly hitting on uh, two ideas. One is humility, yay, and the other one is um, doing things for other people, okay? So uh, we're going to start off just defining a few of these words um, just to kind of get on the same page. And uh, it's just the words used in these verses. So um, I'm going to read the verse again while that's up there. Uh, Philippians 2, 3, and 4. Do nothing out of selfish ambition. So nothing means nothing. Uh, or vain conceit. And that means like, like empty, high, like excessively high opinion of yourself. But in humility, like littleness, consider others better than yourselves. Each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others. Um, so verse 3, um, Paul isn't exaggerating when he says do nothing out of selfish ambition, okay? It's not like uh, a, a little bit. Like when I say like, oh, like what would you, you have for dinner? And it's like, oh, I had nothing. It's like, but you actually had a snack? Uh, that's, that's not what Paul's saying. Like you actually had something. It was a snack. It wasn't maybe dinner, but it was, it was still something, right? Um, and uh, so, oh, like, what are you doing today? Or what'd you do today? Oh, nothing. You didn't do nothing. Like, there's, like, you, you did something. It's just, it was just not what worth to you explaining what you did, right? But when Paul says nothing, he's not exaggerating. He's not being relative. He's saying, like, nothing. Zero things done out of this selfish ambition, which is, like, this dividing selfishness. Um, and it's basically like, you know, like uh, in football, uh, if someone's running and they have the ball and someone comes to tackle them, they can go like this, right on his head and then keep running, right? A stiff arm, you know, just whatever it's called. It's not right here, but it's like, you know, just gave this guy the stiff arm because that is pushing this guy down so that I can keep going on, right? And so that's that's like a picture in my mind that I got about this like dividing selfishness is this pushing down of others so that I can excel. Because ambition in and of itself isn't inherently sinful. Hey, let's go do this. That's not wrong. But let's go do this for me and I'm going to leave you down there and push off of you so I can get that way. That's what he's talking about. And you can see how this divides, right? It's not like it doesn't take like a ton of thought to realize that like if we're doing this as a community, then we're gonna have some problems and we're not gonna like love each other, right? Like that's that's just that's just gonna happen. Um, and so, uh, so yeah, these are just like it's a pretty packed verse, um, very simple. Um, and so, um, I want to ask you guys first before we move, um, do you think that it is possible to do nothing out of selfish ambition for one day. Yes? Yeah, okay. For one day. Okay, for what about, what about for like a week? Can you do nothing out of selfish ambition for a week? Yes? Okay. Yes, like 
I believe I can or yes, I know I can because I've done it before. I believe I can. Okay, yeah, so at least we believe we can, right? Um, and so there's a question I've asked a lot of people the last couple of years, and it's do you think that you can go without sinning for a whole day? Usually people say, oh, no way, like that's impossible. And it's like, well, if that's impossible, then like the blood of Jesus and the power of the Holy Spirit is like powerless, right? Like if we're actually Christians and he's transformed our lives, then we shouldn't be sinning, sinning like every single day, right? That's, that's, that's a joke. Um, we might as well just not be Christians at that point. And I'm not saying you guys have to be like there right now because we're all being purified and made to look like Jesus. And there's things that we struggle with every single day. Um, but I'm saying, like, it, it is like, if we're increasingly looking like Jesus, which is the standard in Christianity, then, then we shouldn't be, like, we should be progressively sending less and less. Does that make sense? Okay, cool. So, um, so Paul is saying this, so that means it's got to be true, because otherwise, if God was telling us to do something, sure, thanks, man. Dude, this guy, you're so amazing. I love you. We hang out kind of in the in the crossing when I see you, and then we say hi, and then walk by, <laughs> but thank you so much. Um, yeah, yeah, um, but, uh, but anyways, if Paul told us to do nothing out of selfish ambition um, or vain conceit, and we couldn't do it, then God is cruel because this was impossible, right? I mean, that, that's just the, the truth, and so, but it's possible, um, but only through the power of Jesus, okay? Um, so, the reason humility and not doing things out of selfish ambition and all this stuff isn't really popular um, is because, first of all, it's only possible through Jesus. Um, a lot of people aren't Christians. But also, like, no one in our culture is saying to do this stuff, right? Like, everything around us is like, oh, hey, you do you. Oh, hey, man, you get to the top. Oh, hey, man, you got to look out for number one. Or, you know, just all these things. Like, music is full of, like, Look at me and how great I am. Like, literally, like, that's the majority of the music is like, that's, if you simplified it, it was look at me and how great I am or what I've done or who, who I will be or whatever. Um, so the, 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 the fingers pointed like at the person, like, hey, I'm great, right? Um, and so it's like promoting um, yourself. And uh, in the media, it's the same thing. And in the workplace, it's almost like expected that like, the only way you're going to get to the top is if you, like, step on other people to get there. All right, do you, have you all, like, is that kind of, like, is that true? Or, like, do you guys not agree with me? Pretty common? Okay, yeah. So, um, so yeah, it's not very popular. Um, and also, there's times where, uh, but I'm tired. Oh, I just need to, I, I can't care for other people because I'm so tired. I've had a long week, right? Or, Maybe if you're mad, like, oh, well, if, you know, I, I, like, I'm better than them because they did this to me and, and they may be angry or I have the right to be mad and therefore not care about other people, right? There's, like, a lot of situations if we're hangry, right, or if we're annoyed at someone or frustrated um, or, like, when things get crazy, like what Naomi was talking about, like, there, these are, like, all situations where uh, we tend to, um, like, like, fight or flight, you know, it's like, you just, you're just, you just fight, and you're going to be selfish. Um, and a lot of people say, hey, that's okay, but that's not. Paul didn't say, except when you're tired, right, or except when you're hangry, or except when, you know, you're mad or whatever. Um, it's like nothing. Um, and so this is some pretty big stuff, and uh, it's, it's uh, no joke why this, like, takes the power of Jesus to do it. Um, but uh, I do think that it's possible and it's, and it's going to cost us, us something, and I think the reward is great because um, when, when I take care of you and you take care of me and we all take care of each other, then all of our needs are cared for, right? Like, I don't need to push anyone down to get to where I need to be, um, and I don't need to, like, you guys don't need to push me down in order to get where you need to be, right? Um, we all love each other, and it's great. Yay! Um, but uh, I think... To get back to humility, um, there's a guy named Andrew Murray. Uh, he wrote a book. 
I wrote lots of books, um, but he wrote a book called Humility, and I've been reading through um, just this one chapter because it has to do with uh, humility towards each other, um, and he distinguishes, like, oh, there's humility b- between us and God, and that's like, you know, God is so great, and I'm, like, small before him, right? Um, and so this is what Andrew Murray says. Um, actually, I'm sorry. That slide is later. Uh, I'll just do, wait. <laughs> Thanks, Charles. I heard you, I heard that laugh. Um, but uh, no, that's I'll say that one later. Um, there's a different quote from Andrew Murray. I got two of them, so I was confused. Um, but basically, it's like oh, I'll just read what he says. Here it is on the screen. The question is often asked: How can we count others better than ourselves when we see that they are far below us in wisdom and in holiness and natural gifts? or in grace received. The question proves at once how little we understand what real lowliness of mind is, aka humility. True humility comes when in the life of God we have seen ourselves to be nothing, have consented to part with and cast away, with, cast away self to let God be all. The soul that has done this and can say, so have I lost myself in finding thee, like Naomi was talking about, no longer compares itself with others. It has given up forever, ev- forever every thought of self and God's presence. It meets its fellow men as one who is nothing and seeks nothing for itself, who is a servant of God and for his sake a servant of all. Um, and so he's basically saying, like, if we're thinking about how great we are, we've missed humility. Because if you're thinking about how great you are, then you're probably not thinking about other people. And you're probably, your, your idea of yourself is probably set above your idea of others. Does that make sense? Um, and, uh, and so, but on the flip side, uh, this is what Charles Spurgeon says. Uh, he is a pastor, or he was a pastor, um, and he's a great pastor. Um, and this is what he says. The apostle, Paul, knew that to create concord, unity, you need to first you need first to beget lowliness of mind men do not quarrel when their ambitions have come to an end so um if i get to a place where i am no longer trying to assert myself over other people my arguments with others and what i want will probably go down right um, and that's what Spurgeon is saying. Um, and so they're both talking about this unity um, within the community of, of Jesus. Um, and so what I'm talking about with humility isn't this like you wake up and it's like, oh, you wake up every morning and you start your day with, I suck as a person. I'm worthless. I'm I, like, there's no poor purpose of my life. I like might as well like just float away into nothingness. Like, that's, that's not, like, what, like, humility is about. Um, C.S. Lewis says, and before you cheer for this quote, I'm going to slightly um, not disclaim it, just disagree with it a little bit. So don't be, I don't want you to be like, oh, yeah, that's great, you know, like, actually, it's not completely true. Uh, so here's what it says. Uh, humility is not thinking less of yourself, but thinking of yourself less. Um, if your opinion of yourself is too high, you need to think less of yourself, okay? Like, that's, that's what this verse is saying. Um, it is possible to have a too high opinion of yourself. In that case, you need to think less of yourself. Um, but also, I agree with the second part of it, but thinking of yourself less, that's also a part of humility. Um, and that's what Paul, like, verse 4 in Philippians is about, chapter 2, uh, is because when you start thinking of other people, you can only think about so many things in one day, right? So if you're thinking of other people, then by default, you're probably going to think of yourself less. Make sense? Um, so I think it's both. C.S. Lewis, I love him. I like He's amazing. I, I love him dearly. Probably my favorite author. And so it's just like, but he's great. I think he's just, this was for a different context, this quote. It's, it's quoted a lot. That's why I wanted to say it and say I think it's both. Um, but anyways, um, 
in order to get humility, we have to um, have what's called a sober sense of reality. Humility is, in part, a sober sense of reality. It's recognizing who I am in a relationship to God. He's Lord and I'm not. And it's also recognizing who I am in a relationship with other people. Okay, so it's sober, meaning it's not too high, but it's also not too low. Okay? Um, And so this is the humility, the denying of self-ambition that Paul is talking about. So how do we do this? Okay? That's what I meant for them. means a lot of the same for us. Um, But how how do we do this? Uh, Well, good news is that uh, Jesus already did this. And we have an example to go off of, okay? Um, Literally, the next, like, four verses in Philippians 2 uh, says partly how he did it. And this is what it says. It says, your attitude should be the same as Christ Jesus, who, being in very nature God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing, taking on the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself and became obedient to death, even death on a cross. Therefore, God exalted him to the highest place and gave him the name that is above every name, that at the name of Jesus every knee should bow in heaven and on earth and under the earth, and every tongue confess that Jesus Christ is Lord to the glory of God the Father. Jesus is God. He was God before he came to the earth. And when he came to the earth, he, uh, a great Bible teacher, David Pawson, says he didn't empty himself of his divine nature. He said he emptied himself of his divine privileges. So anytime I think of someone else who has wronged me, or I hope I try to do this, um, or why I shouldn't be doing this because I'm better than that, or whatever, this passage comes to mind. Because if Jesus left his home and put on flesh and died on a cross in my place, then I can wash my roommate's dishes. Right? That's that's pretty real. Um, And... It's not fun either. Like, I, I feel tense. I feel like the room just got super tense when I said, wash your roommate's dishes. Like, it's, it's, a, it's a common conflict. I, I understand this. Um, I've had roommates for a long time and have washed many dishes. And I've had many dishes of mine washed by other roommates. Um, yeah, this, if Jesus did that, and he did, then there's no room for us to say, I am higher than this task. Okay, um, so it's just, I mean, there's, there's like no way around it. And it's not like, aha, gotcha. It's like, this is like, this is real life. And these are like internal struggles we have with ourselves and our Christian friends like all the time. And I say Christian because I don't expect a non-Christian to have Christian standards. Okay, um, if they haven't pres- uh, pr- confessed Jesus as Lord, then... Like, I don't expect a five-year-old to act like a 20-year-old, not calling non-Christians five-year-olds, but, you know, your expectations are, like, in, like, of how people should act are in line with, like, who they say they're going to be, right? Um, And so, uh, so, yeah, this is, like, something we have to get even within our Christian community. Otherwise, we're never going to get it in the world either. Um, And so, I'm going to give you guys two practical, like, not rules, but like guidelines on how to live out verse 4 of Philippians 2, which is um, each of you should look not only to your own interests, but also to the interests of others, um, because that, I think, is the first step in like creating unity and like like beginning to like be humble. Um, sit down. Uh and the first one, <laughs> guideline, is, <laughs> is this right here. Uh, 
Love is unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and his kingdom. If you haven't heard it before, your small group leader has failed you. If you're a small group leader and you haven't said this before, you need to say it because this is so huge for us. Um, there's a lot of the things in the Bible that say love is this, love is that, and those are all true. Summing that up in one sentence so we can know how to practically do this in our lives and making decisions day by day is this right here. Love is unselfishly choosing for the highest good of God and his kingdom. Love is, first of all, unselfish. Second of all, it's choosing. It's not primarily a feeling. And it's for the highest good of God and others, not myself. Okay? So, in any given day, how can I unselfishly choose for God's highest good and the highest good of others? That's a great way to, like, start off your day. It's not, hey, I suck, right? I'm worthless. It's, man, I need to serve others. What's an unselfish way I can choose to, like, serve others and God, okay? Um, and an even more simplified way to live out that guideline is this right here. Love finds a need and meets it. Love finds a need and meets it. So what that implies, in order to find a need, you've got to be what? Looking, right, yeah. Um, you've got to be looking for needs. Um, and so uh, tomorrow, when you guys wake up, hopefully you wake up tomorrow. Um, that was a bad joke, sorry. <laughs> Man, so in, in the Lord's will, when everyone here wakes up tomorrow, um, ask the Lord, God, would you help me find needs today that I can meet? I mentioned dishes of your roommates. I'm going to give you all some other ways to do this. Um, well, first of all, a lot of times we think that we got to do some big grand thing to express our humility to our friends, right? Oh, I'm going to buy Timmy a new car. I'm like, I don't have the money for that. He doesn't need a new car anyways. You know, it's like, he's fine. Like, no, what's actually going to be like the test of my humility and selflessness is, um, you know, buying him lunch if I'm like, if me and Grace are like, hey, this month, like, finances are tough, Okay. Um, and it's not always sacrifice. I'll give you some examples. Uh, roommate's dishes in the sink. It was the first because yeah, just how big of an issue it is usually. Uh, giving your roommate a ride. Hey, man, you need a ride? We're going to the same place. Doesn't take that much effort. Uh, listening to your volume a little softer. Uh, Charles and I live with Imani um, for a couple years, and he's great. I love Imani. He's so awesome. Uh, there's multiple times where Charles and I, uh, because we were living, uh, just, we, we like, we love staying up late. Damani's like an early bird. Uh, we were watching like Lord of the Rings, like, you know, like dwarves and like orcs, like yelling and like battle scenes and like loud, you know, music. And he comes out and he's like, hey, uh, can y'all turn it down a little bit? We're like, yeah, you know, you gotta wake up early. You know, like, that's terrible roommates, terrible friends. Like, don't beat me and Charles four years ago. Like, this, like, do, like, like, literally, what does it take to turn down the freaking volume, like, four notches so that your roommate can sleep, right? Th but these, like, small things are, like, things that, like, like pick away at our friendship with each other. Um, and they also are things that, like, when we choose to say yes to those things, like, giving those things up, it does something within us that we can be, like, continually, like, hey, I'm, I'm fighting for this peace within, within our friendships, um, you can clean up your stuff, your, your roommate's stuff in the living room. Uh, also a big issue sometimes. Uh, switching or folding roommate's laundry. A lot of this is roommates because that's like in the daily, right? I mean, it's just like, this is like things around us. Um, and uh, yeah, just there's a lot of ways. And just write down in your notes, how can I you know, put other people's interests above my own, question mark. And then look at your notebook tomorrow and <laughs> when you wake up um, and, and see like, and have an answer for that question. I, I promise you will have one. Um, but uh, 
Yeah, I'm gonna skip some stuff because we're kind of going late. Um, but anyways, y'all y'all doing good? Yeah. Sweet. Okay. Um, I don't know. I like sitting this time because uh, I'm short. Uh, um, but uh, what we're gonna talk about now? So humility, self selfish ambition. Uh, don't be selfish and push others down, but be humble and like. Um, and like fight for unity, right? Okay, that's where we're at. Uh, these are some practical ways, looking at other people's interests and not just your own. And so um, this has all been like, okay, like this is like looking really great. Like if we do this, like these are like stepping stones towards like we're gonna be unified. I um, mean, you'd be surprised what doing your roommate's dishes does in your heart. Um, it's, it's a lot or any of these other things. But I am going to talk about now um, what is impossible to do without humility, okay? Um, it is impossible to actually love someone, truly, right? Because if you are being selfish and trying to get above other people, that is not loving. So without humility, you can't actually love people. You can't serve, truly. All the things that we talked about, it's like serving our friends and our roommates, um, you can't do that if you're like, hey, I'm up here and this task is down here. Like, that's just not going to happen. You can't forgive people very well because you're thinking about how important your needs and, and feelings and, and like, like real things that have happened to you, um, not diminishing those. But if you think that, oh, they don't deserve my forgiveness, that's kind of like a lot of times what it comes down to. You can't do that because they don't deserve isn't a very humble statement. Um, you can't really sympathize with people um, because you're probably just not really interested in their life in the first place. Um, and so it's tough to like celebrate and mourn with people. Um, if if you're like, hey, well, that's, that's fine. Like my, my life is great, so... You know, it sucks to suck, right? Um, and then you really can't have friends. That's just kind of what it comes down to. Um, because uh, unless you are, what's the, what's the guy's name in uh, Beauty and the Beast? The little dude that hangs out with Gaston? LeFou. Unless you're LeFou and you just love hearing someone talk about themselves all the time and talk about how great they are and, like, everything that they've done and is going to do, like, like, you're probably not going to want to hang out with other people who just talk about themselves all the time, right? Um, and so you've got to be interested in other people. But what is possible with humility is to love because you can ultimately fight for the highest good of God and others. You can serve, you can forgive, you can sympathize, and you can have friends. Um, because when you start to say, hey, how are you? Hey, want to hang out? Hey, what do you like to do? Hey, you know, just asking questions about people and being interested in their life, that's usually like cohesive and promoting friendship. Um, and so uh, I think a lot of times humility is like this, oh, I have to have this. And like, it's just like made not to be a bigger thing than it is because it's huge, but it's, it's taken out of the daily context. And so what I'm trying to do is just like, we need to see that it's part of our daily context, um, and we need to get it here in our community um, because Jesus, like, saved us, first of all. And second of all, like, when, when, I'm, when all of us are looking to the needs of others, all of our needs are provided for. Thirdly, the world needs to see a community that loves each other. Um, and if we're not doing that, then they're not getting an accurate representation of God's people. And they're not going to want to be a part of the community as well. Um, so this is huge. Um, Bane, you guys can come back up. Um, I'm going to wrap it up. And uh, yeah, this is some, some pretty big stuff. Um, and it's, uh, it's, it affects a lot of things in our lives. And I think humility is a almost like a key that unlocks other Christian attributes, other characters of Jesus. And so, um, 
Yeah, I want to really invite you guys and challenge y'all to, um, to ask yourselves, do I think too highly of myself? Um, or when was the last time I took interest in someone else when it inconvenienced me? Um, and so, or do I consistently push people down in order to excel? Um, questions like that. How can I find a need and meet it? Um, this is a big thing, and big things aren't done without, like, small steps. And so I think it's, like, worth it to just, like, each of us take one small step towards, like, being more humble and, like, meeting other people's needs in order for this to, like, grow. Because uh, we don't have to figure it out, like, tomorrow, you know. It's like, oh, we all failed, you know, it's, we're, we're hopeless, you know, that's, that's, not, that's not the case. So let's, like, start small. Um, and... Uh, I'm just going to quote this one Bible commentary. His name's David Guzik, my old, my old friend. He's still my friend. He's just in Colorado. Nathan Bonham, uh, he uh, got me on this guy. Chapter keys. Uh, this is what he says about this passage. As we esteem others better, we will naturally have a concern for their needs and concerns. This sort of outward-looking mentality naturally leads to unity among the people of God. If I consider you above me and you consider me above you, then a marvelous thing happens. We have a community where everyone is looked up to and no one is looked down on. I don't think you can see that anywhere but in a Christian community. I know that's true because like, it's only through the power of Jesus that we can do this. But we can do it because Jesus can help us and he can enable us to do so. And so I want to throw up this picture. Uh, it's a, a picture from mine and Grace's wedding. Um, and this is like one of my favorite pictures from our wedding. Uh, it was like, uh, so the ceremony, the reception, um, and we had, you know, dinner, and then, like, this was part of the dancing, and so, you know, we're just all getting down and having fun, and uh, there was this one point where, like, all the dudes around me were like, oh, yeah, like, they picked me up, and they're like, oh, yeah, like, you know, just, it was a blast. I was like, I'm not going to do this at someone else's wedding, but what the heck, this is my wedding, like, who cares, you know, and so, but then the girls around Grace, they were like, oh, yeah, they, like, they, like, lift her up, they're like, this is awesome, and then, like, they, like, kind of, like, bring us towards each other, and, like, we, like, start holding hands, and, like, it's, like, everyone, it was just, it was so amazing, it was so much fun, and uh, it was cool when I was talking to Grace about some of this stuff earlier today, um, and I was like, oh, I'm going to show this picture beforehand, which I forgot, but here it is. Um, I thought of this picture, and I was like, man, when they lifted us up, there was one thing that I knew. And that was that we were loved. Because these are our friends, and they were there to see us get married because they love us. And I knew, like, there was, like, no doubt, like, man, we are loved. Like, this is awesome. This is so cool. These people around me, they love us. Um, and so this is just, like, a great picture of, like, what it looks like when, when we are doing this stuff, when we live this stuff out. And uh, I guess I want, like, just as part of our response, I'm, I had a burp that wasn't crying. Um, <laughs> I don't cry. <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, um, can you play? Um, yeah, as part of our response, like, you don't have to stare at the picture. It would kind of be weird. Um, but, like, it was great being like the ones being lifted up, but that, I never want that to be my ambition, to be up there. Like, I want to fight to be the people who are like lifting others up. Um, and that's, that's like, if, if we're all doing that, then like, you know, everyone's getting lifted in the air at some point, you know, and, and like, I don't know if you would like that, but metaphorically speaking, um, you know, like we, we need to fight to be the people who are down there lifting others up so that they can excel. Um, that's part of humility. And, uh, and I think if we can uh, take like one step towards doing that, um, 
then like we'll see some great things happen in our community. Um, and we'll see some great things happen outside of our community because people will look at us and be like, man, there's something different about those guys. Um, and that's the community that Jesus wants us to be. Um, and so, uh, like, before, during worship, just as, like, you know, we're singing and stuff, um, ask the Lord some of those questions I mentioned earlier. Um, Lord, would you show me if I think too highly of myself? If the answer is no, then great. Like, you're, like, getting humility. Um, Lord, would you show me where I push others down in order for me to excel? Um, Lord, would you show me how I can uh, more often think of other people's needs and interests and lives and not just my own? Um, and I think the Lord, Lord's real. He's alive, so he's going to answer you if you ask him. Um, and so, yeah, I think if all of us do this, uh, then, then we'll be okay. Sound good? Cool. So I'll pray, then we can sing. You guys can pray. And uh, yeah, Lord, thank you for tonight. Thank you, Jesus, that you, uh, you didn't just die on a cross. You lived on a cross. You didn't just die a humble death. You lived a humble life. Um, thank you for showing us how to do this and for giving us your word that tells us so much more how to do this, God. We need you, Jesus. Uh, this isn't easy. This isn't um, like average. Uh, no one else would want to do this. Um, we want to do it for you, and we want to do it for each other. So, Lord, would you help us uh, to learn how to love each other, to be humble, and, uh, yeah, just expect for you to move in our community and, and outside of our community. And, uh yeah, help us have grace with each other, too, as we are learning to deny ourselves and, and value uh, each other over ourselves. Uh, yeah, because we, we definitely need um, a lot of grace as well. And so, uh, Jesus, uh, we're grateful that you're here with us tonight. Would you speak to us? Uh, you're worthy. In our name we pray. Amen.